Welcome to Reflections from the Heart, presented by Stewardship, a Mission of Faith. Reflections from the Heart is an outreach of Gospel Reflection, a family ministry of Stewardship, a Mission of Faith. For the next 30 minutes, please join us as we break open the bread of life in the Gospel reading for this Sunday's Mass, as we invite the same Holy Spirit who inspired the biblical writers to inspire us today. And now, here is your host with Reflections from the Heart. Welcome to Reflections from the Heart. My name is Keith Nestor, my friends. I'm so thankful that you have joined us here today as we walk through the gospel for January, my friends. We are in a new year, and we are getting ready to experience what God has for us today Friends, what a powerful way to begin our new year studying the Word of God. And I'm joined by my dear friend, Devin Schott, who runs the Fathers of St. Joseph. It's an incredible apostolate. He is an incredible guy. He's one of my best friends in the world, and I'm so thankful that we've been given this opportunity to speak with all of you today and to walk through the readings for this week today. Devin, how are you, my friend? It's good to be with you here. It's good to start out this new year talking about the Lord. So let's get rolling. Praise God. Hey, would you do us the honors and uh, start us off with a prayer, and then we're going to take a look at our gospel reading for today? Yeah. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, we all long for new beginnings. We all long for a new hope to be given to us. And as the world is making its resolutions for this year, most of which they'll give up in the next 14 days, we would like to resolve ourselves, make that resolution to follow you in the intimacy, in the silence, in humble communion, just seeking you out as Mary and Joseph had that opportunity in the manger where there was nothing else going on. The busyness of the world had stopped, the anxiousness, all of that was over, and they could just rejoice in God with them. And so we pray for that for us. We pray that this year, rather than a resolution, it would be a revolution of faith for us, we pray that we would have this great revolution of hope in which we hope for the greater things, not the earthly things, but the things that you can provide that are eternal. So we ask all this in Jesus's most holy name. Mama Mary, St. Joseph, pray for us in the name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. I like what you said there about not a resolution, but a revolution. You know, and, yeah. and I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I have been through that whole, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And within three weeks, it, it, we fall flat on our faces. So I'm every not going to say what, what I, <laughs> every day. I'm not going to say here publicly what my New Year's resolutions are. Cause I'm not sure if I want that kind of accountability. But, <laughs> but I like where you're going with this revolution. Because we all need a revolution of power of the Holy Spirit and of the just the understanding of the blessing that God brings to us. And our text today in the gospel is a familiar text, it's actually the same gospel, basically, as one of the Christmas readings from last week, but there's a couple of little different tweaks to it, and it has a different focus because of the other readings. You see, we're, we're going to be talking about the blessings that come to us from God and how Jesus Christ himself is our chief blessing through the Virgin Mary. And that's why, you know, the, the readings today from the solemnity of the Blessed Virgin Mary, the Mother of God. Real quickly, before we read this gospel, I just want to ask you, Devin, how do you process this whole idea of her being the mother of God? I mean, can God really have a mother? Absolutely. So God is God, 
and this is where we get into the great heresy of Arianism and all this stuff, but the bottom line is that Arians did not believe that God could have a mother because ultimately they did not believe that Jesus is God. So here's what we've got. The word is God. The word becomes flesh. The word takes his flesh, not from a man and a woman, but just from a woman. That woman is his mother. Therefore, Mary is the mother of God, divine and human, the person Jesus Christ. When we honor her in that way, we honor her son, Jesus, because we honor the fact that he is the word made flesh, that he's not just divine or he's not just human, but he's human and divine. And this is the beautiful, I love what John Paul II said. He said that Jesus Christ is the human face of God and the divine face of man. And this is what Christ wants for us. He wants our humanity to be divinized, but not so divinized that we're no longer human. That's the point of the incarnation is that our our flesh, our bodies become divinized by God so that we can become human beings who are saints, fully human, fully alive. And the Blessed Virgin Mary is the exemplar of all of that. And she is the mother of God. And I love the teaching of that. I love that. I love what the church teaches. And I think that right there is the beginning of all heresies with Protestantism, with the Arianism, all of that is when you don't believe that it all falls apart. Amen. Amen. All right, let's look at our gospel today from Luke chapter 2, verses 16 through 21. It reads this way. The shepherds went in haste to Bethlehem and found Mary and Joseph and the infant lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known the message that had been told them about this child. All who heard it were amazed by what had been told them by the shepherds. And Mary kept all these things, reflecting on them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, just as it had been told to them. When eight days were completed for his circumcision, he was named Jesus, the name given him by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. You know, I think it's interesting that the name Jesus was, Mary and Joseph weren't sitting around reading a baby name book. (laughs) St. Joseph was given that name. Uh, by the angel who said he will save his people from his sins. The name Jesus literally means he will save his people from their sins. And what a blessing that is. The Lord is is our Savior. The Lord is our Savior. Amen. I mean, the question is right there. I mean, that may, what do you need to be saved from? You know, I think like all of us have things that we know we need to be rescued from. And if we really believe the Lord is our Savior, what are we asking? We need to actually ask him to save us from whatever it is that's plaguing us that we know isn't from God, you know? But anyway, yeah, go ahead, man. No, that's that's huge, you know, because when we recognize why Jesus came, it wasn't just to give us some new philosophy. It wasn't just to give us some new morality. It was because we needed to be saved. And we see this mentioned all the way back in the beginning of the Bible. Genesis 3.15 is this, this is what, that's what we see fulfilled here in this text. Because God has said the mess that human beings have made through sinful rebellion, God himself is going to fix this, right? And we see that with Abraham and Isaac. God himself will provide the lamb for the sacrifice. God will, 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 will send a woman who, who will bring forth this 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 offspring who will crush the head of the serpent, right? This was God's plan from the very beginning because he knew that we needed a savior. The message of the gospel, my friends, is not try harder. The message of the gospel is you can't do it on your own and God 
is making a way. The question is, will you receive that? You know, Jesus Christ, he comes into this world and these shepherds, they were given this incredible invitation, weren't they, Devin? They, they, they were told by the angels, this is taking place. You guys need to go and check this out. They were given an invitation, but they still had to make a decision, didn't they? Are we going to stay here with our flocks or are we going to go and see what we've been told? I mean, a lot of people received that invitation, but we, we sometimes forget they had to leave behind their livelihood to go and, and find the Christ child. Yeah. And we, and we have to ask ourselves, are we willing to do that? Are we willing to, to drop everything to go receive that invitation to rejoice and worship Jesus? That's powerful stuff right there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think I'd love, my mind is still back where you talked about um, how we need to be rescued for something and, and that we can't dig ourselves out of our own mess kind of thing. Yeah. And I think that that is a reality. Like whatever the mess is that's going on in your life, you can't get yourself out of that on your own. I mean, so alcoholism, drug addiction, financial crisis, whatever it is, problems in your marriage, maybe you got a troubled kid, whatever it is, an affair that you got going on, you can't get yourself out of that. But here's the other part of it. It's not mutually exclusive. It's not like, okay, God, why aren't you saving me? I've been begging for your help mm. for this long and you're not doing anything. So God must not be my savior. Jesus, your name means lo the Lord is our savior. Huh, you must not be helping me. So you're really not who you say you are. But it's like at the wedding at Cana, Mary says, do whatever he tells you. So then Jesus tells them to fill those jars with water and they do it. Now, the water is still water. The water has not their work of filling those jars, 23 gallons, which is a lot of work. You put that water in those jars, that is heavy. That is sweat. You are working yourself out, and yet it's still water. The point, though, is, is that they bring that water to the brim. They did it with excellence, believing that when what they were doing, and they brought it to Jesus, and then Jesus then he rescues the situation. He becomes a savior of that situation. So it's a participation. It's a marriage that happened at a wedding. It's a marriage of participation. God wants us to participate in the salvation of ourselves. He does the saving work, but he says, you got to do a little work too. And so that's where the trust, that's where the trust, uh, I guess, is exercised is when the Lord asks us to do little things that are seemingly meaningless. That, that don't actually solve the problem. Like, think about this. How many, things, how many times has God asked you to do something that you know it's not really solving the problem? But yet, if you're faithful in the little things, then God grants, grants you greater responsibilities. He will come through for us. But it's a both and. We have to participate with him. It's, a, it's an invitation to be a part of it, friends. And, I, and speaking of that, I want to offer you guys an invitation to participate in the ministry of Stewardship Mission of Faith, because it is that ministry that brings this radio program to you. You know, we don't have any sponsors. We don't have commercials. We don't have anybody bankrolling this thing. You know, this is funded by your donations, my friends. And we're, we're in a bit of a bind right now as we begin 2023. We could really use your support. So if you would go to stewardshipmission.org forward slash donate and make a one-time gift, sign up for a monthly gift. Your donations not only fund this program, but there's so much more going on with stewardship and mission of faith. The Father St. Joseph is an incredible apostolate that is reaching men all over the world. Stewardship funds these missions and, and makes these things possible. We put free resources in churches all over the place. My ministry, Down to Earth, teaches people about Catholicism and the faith. Uh, you heard from Jim O'Day a couple weeks ago. 
who runs Integrity Restored. This guy's helping people get out of, of pornography addiction. Friends, there's so many things that are happening right now, but we need your help and support. So I just want to encourage you guys. And you might say, well, Keith, I don't have a lot of money. I can't make some big gift. Hey, do what God tells you to do. Just like the Blessed Virgin told the people who were filling those jars. She said, do whatever he tells you. And if he tells you to give 50 cents, then give 50 cents. But if he tells you to give $1,000, give $1,000. Do whatever God tells you to do. If he tells you to give $2 million, give $2 million. Yes, yes, amen. Just <laughs> yeah. be obedient to God and, and follow God's leading. Because think about those shepherds. Again, I'm just, that's where my mind keeps going. And I've never thought about it that way from that perspective of what it meant for them to leave those, th those flocks and go. But here's the other thing I think is amazing, all right? Here's the deal. When the shepherds go and they, they see these events taking place, they're there with Mary and Joseph and the baby Jesus. But here's what they do. I think this is so powerful. You know, we read what happens with Mary. It says she keeps all these things and reflects them in her heart, okay? But then the shepherds, what do they do? It says that they go back. They return, glorifying and praising God for what they've seen. They didn't go, well, hey, we're here in the, in the, the nativity. We're just going to camp out here, you guys. We're, forget about our sheep. Forget about our lives. Forget about our responsibilities. No, we don't want to leave. We just want to hole up inside this manger and stay here. And I think we all can have that moment when we, we have these, these times with God where we just go, okay, I don't want to live in the world. I don't want to have to do anything. I don't want to talk to people outside of my, my little faith, holy huddle. I just want to do my Jesus thing. You know what? Here's the thing. We have to do both of these things. We have to treasure what we get from the Lord in our heart and his presence in our heart. But then what else do we have to do, friends? We're called to go back into the world, to go back to, to our responsibilities, but we have to be making sure that we're glorifying and praising God and telling everybody about Jesus and telling him what we've seen, my friends. But there can be this tendency and this, this temptation just to say, look, I don't want to deal with it. I just want to shut down and lock myself in the church all day and pray. And, you know, if you're called to be some kind of monk or something like that, good on you. But I think the vast majority of us are people trying to live our lives, trying yeah. to do what we have to do to take care of our families and contribute to, to, to the world through what God's given us. And I want you to understand what you've been given is an incredible blessing. The, the Blessed Virgin Mary, she, she herself is a blessing. And I want you to consider what that looks like. You know, in our first reading from the text, from Numbers, actually, it's a book. I don't know how many of you, raise your hand if you've uh, done a verse-by-verse -verse exposition on the book of Numbers out there. It's kind of like <laughs> one of those books that we don't want to read. <laughs> but I'll tell you, there's a powerful text in, in chapter 6 where the Lord speaks to Moses and says, speak to Aaron and his sons and tell them, this is how you shall bless the Israelites. Say to them, the Lord bless and keep you. The Lord let his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you kindly and give you peace. So shall they invoke my name upon the Israelites and I will bless them. Devin, this blessing that is given so many years before Jesus comes, it's really about Jesus. Because when I think the Lord let his face shine upon you, where do we see this fulfilled, if not in the nativity? Because his face literally comes into the world through the Blessed Virgin Mary. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. So talk to me, Devin, about how you believe that the face of Jesus shining upon you has been a blessing this year. <laughs> well, I mean, that's a great question. I'm not sure I'm capable of answering that right now. Um, I mean, I think that I would... 
I, I guess what comes to me is like, if I'm look, if I'm talking about the incarnate face of Jesus Christ that you're talking about in that manger scene, and that that's the blessing, that's part of that blessing. May the Lord's face shine kindly upon you, and that face shine kindly upon Mary and Joseph in the manger. I think we need to place ourselves in that manger scene. I mean, let's face it, it was cold. Um, it was not the ideal place. There's a lot of stench from the animals, uh, feces. Um, it was it was a miserable place. Yet it was the place that God destined <clears throat> Mary and Joseph to have this miraculous birth. So what what that says to me is this. God is going to shine his face on us. His presence will be with us, but it's not going to take away the stench. Wow. What I... What I mean by the stench is the suffering and the pain of our lives isn't just going to magically disappear when we turn over our life to Jesus Christ or live in his presence. But, and this is the key, that blessing from Numbers says that the Lord's peace will be with us. That's what Mary and Joseph experienced, peace in that manger, a peace that surpasses, as St. Paul says, our understanding. It's a joy that surpasses our understanding. So the question for me, for you, for everyone is, what stench is it that you think that God should just take away? What suffering is it that God's just taking away? And you're not going to believe in God. You're not going to be at peace with God until he does. I don't think that's the equation. We've got a special needs daughter. Today's her birthday. 22 years of her life, she's living in a wheelchair. She's got lordosis. Her spine literally comes into her stomach. Wow. It bends in. And she's got the S-curve of scoliosis. She can't walk. She can't feed herself. We change her diapers. And guess what? This kid has peace. Mm -hmm. This kid is happy. So the stench isn't going away for her ever unless there's a miracle. And yet she's found peace in that. And maybe we have a little bit too. That's what I'm saying. It's not that God doesn't want to take away your suffering. He does, but he wants you to learn something through the suffering. And that's why the stench still exists. Wow. That that is powerful. I think oftentimes we... We don't look at a blessing that way, do we? No. And, and the reason we don't is because we want the pain to go away. I think of St. Joseph even prior to this scripture. You know, he wanted the pain to go away. Mary's found pregnant without his cooperation. Just go away. Just let the pain go away. He wanted to kind of get out of that situation, as Pope John Paul II said in Redemptorus Custos. And yet, what happens? Joseph remains with the Lord. He the Greek word is enthemeame. He It says he pondered on these things, enthemeame. The Greek root word for that is thumos. That's where we get the masculine warrior spirit. So Joseph has this masculine warrior spirit, but enthemeame is when that masculine warrior spirit is grieving. So, But yet mm. he doesn't flee. He doesn't run. He doesn't abandon his post just because there's stench and suffering. He stays with God in it. And that's what's so beautiful. God then teaches him a lesson through the whole, and there's many lessons Joseph learns, but one of them is that God steps in and says, this is who you are, Joseph. You're an underground king, Joseph, son of David. You have power. You have kingship. And not only that, but I've foreknew you and destined you to be the husband to the greatest woman that will ever live on this earth and to be a father to the greatest man, the son of God, who will live on this earth. And that's a tall calling. So, So I guess for me, what does God's face mean to me? It is the peace that surpasses all understanding that allows me to endure sufferings and trials and learn the lessons from them. Wow, that is so powerful. You're listening to Reflections from the Heart. My name is Keith Nestor. I'm here with Devin Schott from the Father of St. Joseph. And friends, we're having a discussion on the readings for the Solemnity of Mary, the Mother of God. 
And it's a powerful reading because it, it, it brings us face to face with Jesus. Now, you might be thinking, hey, Christmas is over, man. This New Year's, why are we talking about the nativity here? But you have to remember something, friends. Christmas was over on December 19th for you because this is about events that have already happened. But yeah, why do we celebrate them every year? Because we need to be reminded that Jesus has come. A lot of us are going to be thinking, God, I just need you to come into my life. I just need some kind of blessing. I need you to show up. Have you ever prayed that prayer? Just God, just show up. Friends, what we have to remember is this. He has done that. He has shown up. Jesus has come, my friends. Our, our reading from the gospel comes from Galatians chapter 4. And, and I love how St. Paul brings this to us. He encourages us with this message. He says, brothers and sisters, when the fullness of time had come, God sent his son born of a woman, born under the law to ransom those under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons. As proof that you are sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then also an heir through God. And I think this is so important to remember that through Jesus Christ and through the Blessed Mother, because she is the vessel through which he comes into the world, right? We look at Jesus, the, the Pharisees wanted to stone him because he called God Father. And that same spirit has been given to us that we can reach out to God as our Father. And in that, the ultimate blessing is that we have been made heirs. Now, what is this heir? This, an heir means that you have an inheritance, my friends. And I want you to think about that. Your inheritance isn't based on the things that you do. It's based on who your dad is, right? It's based on who, where you, who you belong to. And I love how St. Peter puts this in 1 Peter uh, chapter 1. He says, Praise be to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given to us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. My friends, we're going to go through some stuff this year. 2023 is not going to be an easy year for all of us. We'll all have those moments of stench like Devin was talking about, but we can never forget the blessing that we have been given. May the face of God shine upon us. And through this blessing, we have received this inheritance. And I love, Devin, that he says that this inheritance is kept in heaven for you. He doesn't hand it to you now and says, all right, it's up to you to keep this safe, right? He says, I'm keeping this for you. And your job, though, is to respond to the invitation that you've been given to participate in that work, to, to come and, and, and see these things that you've been told about, as the shepherds were, to treasure them in your heart, as Mary did, but then to return like the shepherds, giving thanks and praising God. But when, when, when things are tough, remember, in Christ, you can cry out to your dad. You know, we're talking about the mother of God today. You know, you don't have a mother without a father, my friends. And she's been given to you to be your mother as well, but you have a father in heaven who loves you and cares for you and who doesn't just treat you as a slave, who treats you as a son. That's powerful to think about. Devin, your thoughts? Yeah, um, I think that, you know, this, this verse from Galatians is actually kind of a repeat of Paul's words in Romans, right? Mm -hmm. And but. Paul's words in Romans are just a little bit, I think, a little bit more clear where he says, yeah, you have not received the spirit of bondage again in fear. 
but you have received the spirit of adoption of sons, whereby we cry, Abba, Father, for the Spirit himself give a testimony to our spirit. So here's what's going on. When we encounter sufferings, immediately fear arises. That is the natural human fallen response to suffering, to stench, to, 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 what, to what we do not want. It's fear because fear is rooted in loss. We're afraid of losing something. Now, here's the key. What is Paul saying there? He's saying that the sufferings are going to come. And what is the key to overcoming the sufferings? It boils down to one thing, trust that God is your father and that he is Abba. You notice, and this is where we ramp it up. Abba actually does not mean just daddy, as some people say. Abba actually is a Hebrew term of affection that does mean father or daddy, but it also is a kind of form of humble submission of trust. Abba, as though I trust you, Father. I, I believe you. And we see this ramped up when we see in Jesus when he is at the ultimate moment of his ministry, when everything is collapsing, temporally speaking. He cries out, knowing that he is going to go to the cross, knowing that he's going to be captured, knowing that he's going to be tortured, knowing that hell awaits for him. And yet he, 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 he says, Father, let this cup pass from me. But then he says, Abba, Father. He ramps it up. That means I trust in you, Father. I believe you are my daddy, yes, intimately, but I trust in you. And that is the key for us to endure any suffering is to enter into that place of intimate trust in the Father. And that's at times when I'm suffering intensely, I call out Abba, Father. And it's very interesting what Paul says in Romans. He makes us heirs. Yes, co-heirs in Christ. So we inherit the glory of Jesus Christ. And what does he say? He says, he says, we are sons, heirs also, heirs indeed of God, joint heirs with Christ, yet so if we suffer with him. Amen. If we suffer with him, then we will be glorified with him. This is the key. Everybody suffers. But it's those who suffer with trust in Abba, Father, those are the ones that will be glorified. All you people out there, we all are suffering. We all have tremendous sufferings, deep sufferings. The choice is ours whether we trust that God the Father will get us through it, and we cry out to him, Abba, Father, and here's the deal. We do not hope in trinkets and treasures of this earth. We hope in heaven. Amen. Amen. Wow, what an incredible discussion. Friends, thank you so much for joining us here today on Reflections from the Heart. Again, my name is Keith Nestor, and I'm joined by Devin Schott from the Fathers of St. Joseph. We are both part of Stewardship Mission of Faith, and again, if this ministry has helped you in any way, please consider making a gift to, to Stewardship to keep this thing rolling. Visit stewardshipmission.org forward slash donate to make your gift today, friends. Thank you so much for taking time to be here with us. We pray for all of you that this has been a blessing to you, and we look forward to next week's Gospel Reflection, Reflections from the Heart. Friends, take care. Thank you so much, and God bless. Reflections from the Heart has been presented by Stewardship, a mission of faith. We hope that you've been blessed and encouraged as you listen to Reflections from the Heart. If so, please consider participating in a Gospel Reflection Group. For more information on locations and times of Gospel Reflection Groups, or how to start a Gospel Reflection Group in your area, and to learn about all of the family of ministries, please visit our website at stewardshipmission.org or call us at 717 367 Stewardship, a mission of faith, is a 501c3 nonprofit organization and depends on donations from people like you to make Reflections from the Heart possible. 
If you've enjoyed this broadcast, please prayerfully consider partnering with us by making a tax-deductible donation by visiting stewardshipmission.org or call us at 717-367-0100. On behalf of all of us at Stewardship, a mission of faith, thank you for listening. And until next time, may God bless, protect, and guide you on your journey home to Him.